Okay, it is September 22nd. Uh, the police are out in force around the CMFEU building at the moment as we see the live stream coming in there and Victoria also dusting itself off after that magnitude 6 earthquake which rolled across the city a little bit earlier on this morning. Piers Cunningham on the line as he does each and every Wednesday to bring us up to speed on what is happening as far as COVID is concerned. And also, Piers, I'm sure you too felt uh, that uh, earthquake today. Good morning. Good morning, Brendan. Yeah, I did. At 9.15 today, we had a 5.8 magnitude earthquake and I happened to be outside and I think the vacuum was on inside, so I wasn't sure what was going on. I thought maybe the washing machine was on because, you know, sometimes you get a towel in the wrong place and it'll vibrate and maybe you might see a bit of shaking in the other parts of the house. But uh, it wasn't on and um, the back sliding doors on our house were uh, shaking really quite a lot. So I went on to an app and uh, did find that, that there had been an earthquake. It was uh, 38 kilometres south of Mount Buller. 5.8, it's a pretty decent quake. Uh, there's already stuff that I've, the photos I've seen in uh, Chapel Street of buildings that have collected. I think Betty Burgers, it's a burger place in Chapel Street. There's an old facade, so older buildings more vulnerable, but an old, uh, you know, 100-plus-year-old facade has come down and a uh, shower of bricks on the road there. So some substantial damage well away from it. I believe it's been felt as far away as Burke in New South Wales. So the, uh, you know, the shockwaves spreading into a very wide part of the southeastern corner of the country. And there was a second quake of magnitude 4, and this is unconfirmed, but I believe it was centred at Mansfield, or at or close to the town of Mansfield. So pretty close to that uh, location of the first one, but uh, possibly more damage, a, lo- a lesser earthquake, but uh, more of a built-up area in the in the epicentre. Indeed, and we'll be speaking to Professor Mike uh, Sandiford uh, just after we uh, wind it up with you today, uh, Piers, to find out a little bit more as well. He's a Summers resident, got some seismology equipment at his house in Summers. He's spoken mm-hmm. to us before, and of course he's uh, confirmed that really, uh, geologically, we're quite stable in this country. A couple of Kiwis I've been speaking to this morning just been rolling their eyeballs and saying, really? You know, get real, Australia. This happens to us all the time. We just uh, continue on life as normal over in New Zealand. But for us, a magnitude 5.86 is is getting up there. Um, so we'll be speaking more to Professor Mike Sandiford in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. But Pierce, I'm just having a quick look as well. We've got some streaming images coming in from the uh, city centre at the moment. CMFEU looks like it's going to be the epicentre again uh, in a possible clash a little bit later on today. We've seen some disruptions. We've seen some great anxiety and frustration, I think, about COVID-19. And the construction work is certainly at the epicentre of that. Just the numbers very quickly. Um, so Victoria has recorded a swag of new cases today. And well, while you do that, I can just remind the listeners that also up in yeah. New South Wales at the moment as well, there's some pretty big numbers coming in again today with quite a few hospitalisations and uh, ICU wards are getting pretty yeah. busy up there as well. What is the latest in, in yeah. Melbourne? Have you seen anything yeah, today? Sorry, yeah. I've got I've got them in front of me now. I'm just looking at multiple screens, earthquakes and other things. Yes. Riots. It's all happening today, Brendan. But yeah, 628 new COVID cases overnight, along along with sadly three deaths. It comes as the uh, the state government is, is announcing further mandatory vaccination requirements for Victorian workers, and this is obviously the thing that's triggered these unbelievable scenes in the CBD of Melbourne. Uh, just a quick update on the vaccination levels, because these are important, and this is, this relates back to the roadmap. 
uh, to get out of lockdown, which was announced last Sunday. Uh, 73.5% of Victorians are now single-dose vaxxed and 44.7% double-dosed. Whereas in New South Wales, the numbers are well ahead now. 82.9% are first dosed of a vaccine up there and 54% are double-dosed. So they're, you know, they're about 10% ahead of Victoria in both those categories of single-dose and double-dose at the moment. So the prospects then, the prospects down here, you've been talking to um, some, some medical officials during the week, Piers. What's their consensus view at the moment? Uh, vaccination obviously is the way out. Yeah, well, absolutely. They, they agree with that completely. Um, but they did uh, make a comment. I spoke with Jeff Wells. He was one of the, uh, the organisers of the COVID Doctors Network, which was, wrote an open letter to the government pleading for an end to that 100-plus uh, day lockdown we had a year ago in Melbourne. Uh, and he, he really regards the, uh, the cost or the, the, the side effects of lockdown as actually worse than the damage caused by the virus. That's his very clear message. But he, he regards the, um, the roadmap, the so-called roadmap, out of lockdown as uh, lacking in confidence. And, um, and, and this is something that seems to be a theme that, that uh, you know, has applied for quite a while in Victoria with the Chief Medical Officer and the uh, edict coming down out of Spring Street from the, from the Andrews government is that you know, they're too concerned about what might happen and, and uh, perhaps they've underfunded hospitals, perhaps they haven't you know, funded enough nurses, perhaps they've allowed nurses. One thing that uh, Jeff Wells said was that nurses have um, been taken out of hospitals and have been going off to testing centres around the state and earning a lot more money. I think it's about $40 on average, uh, $35 to $40 you earn as a nurse in a hospital but you're getting paid $100 to go and do COVID testing at these pop-up and uh, you know, lots of these, these testing sites that have been set up all over the place. So that's, that's a drain on the resource, and it's been you know, it's just a simple economic question. Of, well, of course, you're going to take $100 an hour if, if someone offers that to you. But unfortunately, it's taking people out of, out of the hospitals where they're really needed. So various criticisms. Um, but, you know, I, I am left with the conclusion that uh, the, the Victorian government is really displaying that it's lost control of, of, the, of the, uh, the virus. We were supposed to have a short, sharp lockdown. We've now got a long and blunt lockdown with a vague and unclear and, and, um, and, a, and a roadmap which lacks confidence to come out of it. Uh, but now we've also lost control of the streets of Melbourne. Uh, we've got really um, unbelievable law and, uh, law and order breaches uh, on the streets. It's not just unionists, but I think there are unionists, CFMEU unionists and, and, and people who are uh, reacting to the shutdown of the, the building industry, even though they've had the whole run of the last 18 months since the pandemic began. They've all been employed uh, and, and on union sites. They're very well looked after. They've got great conditions. They've got great hours. They've got good pay. Uh, they, for the first time, uh, are actually facing restrictions, whereas the vast majority of, of workers in, in, in Victoria and, and Greater Melbourne have been dealing with this stuff for 18 months. So I think a lot of people just look at this and go, well, this, this, this is selfish and this is irresponsible. The nurses' union has come out and said that they, uh, that they believe that this is a very selfish behaviour from these people protesting in the, in the centre of Melbourne. In particular, they're referring to construction workers um, and that the focus should be on saving people's lives and that we could end up with a super spreader event that comes from this because you look at the vision, there's plenty of people who don't have masks on, they're in close proximity to each other. This is just the sort of thing 
that can lead to a, a, a much bigger outbreak. We know the numbers are high in the construction industry because people move around from job to job. That's the nature of the industry. It can't be changed. And, in fact, the Premier, uh, Dan Andrews, has already said uh, recently that, that uh, there could be changes to the roadmap out of lockdown as a result of what we're seeing in the city today and yesterday. And very interesting, isn't it? And also I see that the educationists have been obviously a um, bit torn as well in terms of kids getting back into school and the impacts on uh, some of the younger generation. Going to be talking about that uh, with Professor Richard Bryant a little bit later on today as well, just the impacts of uh, and the need for us, he says, I think is one of his arguments that we need to prepare for the long haul because he thinks that the mental impacts of uh, and the public health impacts of uh, this whole thing are going to ramif- have ramifications for some time to come yet. Absolutely, and I think it's uh, noteworthy that uh, the Federal Health Minister, uh, one of our local members of Flinders, Greg Hunt, he has been in contact with Pfizer recently. The, the contact related to getting approval to administer Pfizer to five-year-olds and older. So this will be controversial. And we've talked about this before, but it's quite likely that down the track, this will be like, you know, when you get, when you're a newborn and you get your booster shots, you know, you get your, your vaccinations for things like the mumps and, and smallpox and measles and those sort of things, which you get from early on because you want to be protected from life. You don't want to have any time when you're, when you're uh, vulnerable to them. And that may be the way we wind up going with vaccinations for COVID. Thank you very much indeed, Piers Cunningham. 628 uh, more people struck down with COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. Tragically, as you mentioned, three deaths and our vax rates, 73% first-time jabbers, 447 double-jabbed in Victoria at the moment. Piers, thank you very much indeed. Keep a eye out and uh, if you get any breaking news for us throughout the day, perhaps uh, you might get in touch with us at some stage later on this morning or this afternoon. Yeah, very very happy to do that, Brendan. And, and if you want to hear the interview that I recorded with Jeff Wells, it is posted to my program website, which is beyondinfinity.com.au. There's all the interviews I've done with him and other medical professionals talking about the, the uh, very severe side effects of lockdown uh, in Victoria over the last 18 or so months. Cheers. Here's Cunningham, our special COVID-19 reporter here on RPPFM. This is Peninsula Talks.